welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sen, and eight years ago, my husband and I paid off a mountain of student loan, credit card, and medical debt, and we have worked really hard to stay out of debt ever since. And on this podcast, I share the ins and outs and the ups and downs of living a frugal life because... Money, like life, is messy, and it rarely fits inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready for a grace-filled money discussion, you have come to the right place. Hello, you sweet human who's working so hard. Today, we're going to talk about emergency funds. How much is enough? I feel like this is a deeply, deeply personal question, and really one that can strike up a lot of arguments very quickly, because I don't think that there is a no matter what anyone says, predetermined amount of money that you need in an emergency fund. It really depends on what makes you comfortable. And so any money is better than nothing. Any money is better than nothing. But I am going to say something, and I really don't want it to be discouraging. But a $1,000 emergency fund is not enough money. And I get that that's just a starter amount, You're not supposed to stay there. It's supposed to light a fire under you, blah, blah, blah. But I can't think of very many emergencies in 2022 that are only going to cost $1,000. A new transmission, a new air conditioner, a deductible on an emergency surgery, plane tickets to go to a funeral, a root canal, a job layoff. Those things are going to more than likely cost you over a thousand dollars and I'm cautious to say that simply because I if that's what you have I don't by any means want you to feel discouraged I'm proud of you for having that for taking those steps to prepare yourself but let's try to focus on maybe building it up to a little bit more that starter emergency fund so first of all let's talk about what an emergency fund is and what an emergency fund is not An emergency fund is, I need a new transmission on my car, which by the way, we got a new transmission over the summer. I thought I was going to sell a kidney. It was insane. Or it's my kid fell and broke his arm and we're going to need to pay this copay, which I think it's, uh, we're not going to get into the American healthcare system today, Lydia. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. An emergency fund is a root canal or something that has unexpectedly popped up that your regular budget and expenses just cannot handle. Emergency funds are not children's birthday parties or holiday gifts or school supplies or revolving expenses that we forgot about. And I am prime suspect on forgetting annual expenses. So I now have to send a Google Calendar notification to myself two to four weeks before an annual expense to remind myself to budget for it. Mm -hmm. I'm a child. I personally think if you're starting out, I say a minimum of one month's expenses. My husband says two to three, but I say one, um, you know, enough to pay your rent or mortgage and your groceries. Or I like to say $1,000 plus 500 per person plus 500 if you own a house. That's a kind of complicated, um, kind of complicated math equation, I guess. But in my case, that would be, you know, a thousand dollar base plus three thousand dollars because there's six of us plus 
$500 for our house. So $4,500. That would be my minimum amount that I would want to have in the bank. There was a point when we had a full 12 month expenses and then we had a lot of life happen and we used our emergency fund for emergencies and now we're building it back up to that that 12 month mark. And for us, the 12 months is very bare bones. I'm sorry if you can hear my chair squeaking. It's our mortgage, um, our car insurance, gas in our cars, groceries, um, and just a few emergency expenses. And then of course our regular bills, that is what's included. So it's just very basic, very bare bones, nothing excited, nothing fancy. I did include my kid's piano in our emergency fund preparedness because that's something I, I would want to keep. That would probably be like, I, I would, I would want to wait as long as possible to let go of that but not a whole lot of extras in there, but it's just to get us through if the worst of the worst happened. But the reason I wanted to talk about this today was because I was on Yahoo Finance poking around and I saw an article that says, Suze Orman now says you need this much in your emergency savings and you're not gonna like it. Okay, first of all, is it Suze or Susie? I don't know. She's very perky and sometimes I like to see what she has to say but I'm going to read the article so that you don't have to. Here's what it said, eight to 12 months worth of expenses. The reason I'm quoting, there's a potential recession looming on the horizon. You know my hope is that you work your way towards having enough set aside to cover 12 months of essential living costs. And you know that I realize that can take time. Every month you move closer to your new goal as a month to celebrate your progress. And I absolutely agree with you there, Miss Orman. Now, I know that a year can seem very, very daunting. A recent bank rate study found that over half of Americans don't have three months of expenses. So 12 months of expenses, I cannot talk today, but I'm going to keep it in there. 12 months may seem unobtainable but you don't have to have it today. It is a goal that you work towards one step at a time. So don't get so caught up in that number or so overwhelmed that you don't even start. I know that I struggle with that. If it feels daunting, I wanna quit before I even begin and I'm struggling with that personally right now because I have some just big life goals and when I look at how long it's gonna take me, I think, well, I'm bored of that already. I'm feeling like I'm never going to get this done. I'm super discouraged. I might as well quit. And I have to remind myself that time is going to move regardless. Time is going to move whether or not I'm working towards my goals, whether or not I'm writing, whether or not I'm taking classes, whether or not I'm saving money in an emergency fund, whether or not I'm doing these things with my family. Time will move regardless. And I want that time to be time well spent and well managed, not time wasted and then later regretted. And so if the idea of saving up a ton of money in an emergency fund feels completely overwhelming to you, realize it's not going to happen overnight and time is going to move regardless. So it's going to move whether you're working towards that or you're not. So for much of my adult life, I lived flying by the seat of my pants with no plan, no money, and certainly no emergency savings. And then we started paying off debt 
after our oldest son was born. And so he was a wee little baby when we moved states and started paying off debt. And then I almost immediately got pregnant again. And then that baby was almost a year old when we finally got all of our debt paid off. But in the in-between, the air conditioner in my car went out. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to some of you, but where I live, the summer is triple digits and I could not drive my babies to the grocery store in that car. And so I took my car to the mechanic and told him what was wrong. He looked at it. He told me how much it was going to be. And he just got this look on his face, like, cause he saw my, I was holding my toddler's hand. I had my newborn baby. When I say he was like three weeks old, he was three weeks old in the baby carrier on my arm. And I remember the guy grimacing when he told me how much it was going to be. And I had this moment of like, oh, well, I got that in my checking account. I have that in my emergency fund. I didn't feel that, you know, where it feels like the bottom has fallen out of your stomach and you're in a free fall. I was definitely on solid ground because I had the money to pay for this minor inconvenience. I can say, I can say that now because I'm not sweating in my car, but that emergency fund took what could have felt completely overwhelming and turned it into a minor inconvenience. And for the first time in my grown-up life, I had the means to take care of a situation. I didn't have to borrow money. I didn't have to put it on a credit card. I didn't have to scramble. The money was just there. The money was there because every week we diligently put money into that account. I sold stuff on Craigslist and um, on eBay. I think this might have predated Facebook. No, Facebook Marketplace was a thing. This was in like 2013. Also, one of the things I did, I don't know if I've told the story, is where we live, there are a lot of renters. We were renters at the time uh, because it's a vacation area. There's a lot of overturn and a lot of people when they move will just leave their furniture by the side of the road for someone else to pick up. And so I would pick up small pieces of furniture and sell them on Facebook. And that's one of the ways that we funded our emergency fund in the beginning. It's so weird to look back on that time. It's so weird to look back on all the comparisons of the time when we had no money and we were paying our water bill with change. <laughs> and then when we were getting our act together and we were coming up with creative ways to fund things to now where we both have jobs relatively stable in the freelance world, as stable as you can be. And then my husband has a, a regular, uh, it's not nine to five, it's like 80 million hours a week. But, you know, our lives are completely different and they, it comes in phases. And so wherever it is you are right now, it's not going to be like that forever. It's not. It's going to get better. Okay, so how can you build an emergency fund relatively quickly? Remember, it's not a race. Okay, just keep making choices every single day because every single time you make a financial decision, you are slowly building habits. So the first thing is obviously make a budget if you haven't already. And I will leave the budget by paycheck spreadsheet in the show notes. It is free for you to download and use, and I hope it will be helpful for you. But make a budget, see where your money is going, see where you can allocate it, and see if you have anything extra to put away. I realize that with inflation, that's way easier said than done, but look and see 
where you might have a little bit more wiggle room in some areas and cut back temporarily. It doesn't have to be forever, but just say, you know, for the next four to six weeks, I'm not going to do this, or I'm going to cut back in this area, and I'm going to put that extra money towards my emergency fund. It's okay to start small. If you can only do, you know, one, five, ten dollars a week towards that emergency fund, that's still money. <laughs> that's still something. Every time you put a dollar aside to work for your future, you are doing important work. You are helping yourself out. So don't don't get caught up in the fact that it's not quote enough. A done something is better than a perfect nothing. Now Continue to make all your minimum payments on your debt while you rack up this emergency fund. We're not going to do anything extra, but we're going to continue to make those minimum payments. And I would highly encourage you to call your credit card companies if you have credit card debt and see if you can get those interest rates lowered. It does still work. It may take you two or three phone calls, but it does happen. Also, remember, there has been student loan forgiveness. There are, I did a podcast on that if you want to go back and listen, but if you have made student loan payments since March, I think 20th of 2020, you are maybe eligible for a refund. So check into that and maybe use that money as part of your emergency fund. If you are paying off debt and you want to bulk up that emergency fund, when you get finished, depending on what method you're using, but if you're doing the method where you put extra towards one and then you roll all that extra into another, maybe take some time to pause and put all of those extra payments into emergency savings. And then of course, I always say, see what you can do to give yourself a little raise through some side work. Um, you know, I'm passionate about virtual assisting. I wrote a whole book about it. This is not a sales press, but I'm a big fan of VA work, social media, um, maybe it's doing bookkeeping, planning people's content calendars, their email marketing, all of that. There's so many options, but also door dashing or Ubering. I don't want you to work yourself to death. Please don't hear that in the words that I'm saying. What I'm saying is this is temporary and sometimes we pick a temporary job or a temporary solution to a temporary problem so it doesn't become a permanent problem. I hope that helps. You're doing great, okay? You're doing great. You know, we often get into debt due to circumstances that were beyond our control and we find ourselves cleaning up a mess that we never intended to make and I understand those feelings. And so wherever you are today, I just want you to know you're doing such a good job. Keep trying, it will get better. And thank you for taking the time to listen. And thank you to every one of you who has left a five-star review. You can do that um, by swiping over the artwork on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leaving a review there. That is how people find the show. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin or YouTube at Lydia Sin or Frugal Debt Free Life dot com backslash podcast where you will hear this and every single episode thank you for being here i appreciate you all and i'll talk to you soon